You are listening to the Toxic Mold Podcast with my husband, Steve Worsley, the toxic mold expert and your number one source for mold consulting and mitigation in the USA. Here is episode number six. Why is mold making me sick? Before we get started on this episode, a short or not so short disclaimer. While all attempts have been made to verify the content provided in this podcast, neither the podcaster or the producers assume any responsibility for errors, omissions, or alternative interpretations of the issues discussed herein. All information stated in this podcast is the opinion of Steve Worsley. Steve Worsley is a mold specialist with over 20 years of experience in the construction and mold industry. The Toxic Mold Podcast is for information sharing purposes only. The views expressed are those of the podcaster and his alone. These views should not be taken as expert instruction or commands. While there may be references to medical conditions and symptoms, all solo podcast episodes are the opinion of Steve Worsley, and any medical questions or concerns shall be addressed with the appropriate licensed medical professional or professionals. As the podcaster refers to different mold types, please be aware that Steve Worsley is not a microbiologist, and questions concerning mold specifics should be answered by the appropriate professional. The listener is 100% responsible for his or her own actions. You can check out Steve's books on Amazon about mold and dealing with mold in your home at amazon.com forward slash author forward slash Steve Worsley. And if you're interested in scheduling a mold consultation over the phone consultation with Steve, you can be sure to find out more about those and his availability at cnccontractorservices.com. Now let's get to the episode. We are back for another episode of the Toxic Mold Podcast. So Steve, this is part two of why is mold making me sick? What are some different ways that mold can actually enter a person's body? Okay, so uh, obviously most people think that obviously it's inhaled, um, which obviously would go down into your lungs and then starts to do whatever it wants to do, whether it's toxic or your body doesn't like it. Um, another one that people don't really think about is it can be ingested. Um so, for the most part, I don't think many people eat food that has mold on it, but you never know. You could have a piece of bread that has mold on the backside, so it can be ingested. It also can enter directly into the bloodstream if you have an open wound. So, oh. so there's, there's several different ways that, that it can enter the body and then you're being exposed to it. But for the most part, it's inhaled is, is the most common one. Okay. And so, we talked a little bit on the last episode about how mold affects people differently. Can you talk about those different mold types and how that affects the whole thing? So one thing I like to be very clear, and we cover it in numerous uh, podcasts, is the fact that mold does affect everybody differently. So just because, say you have a family of six, just because five of you are not showing any symptoms doesn't mean there's a mold. there's not a mold issue there. So... You know, that sixth person could just be allergic to the mold, which is simple. Um, that would be what we call an allergenic mold. Um, the other people just obviously have a better immune system. So when we touched on the, the allergenic, there are three different mold types. Allergenic, pathogenic, and toxigenic. Um, allergenic is pretty much exactly what it says. It's your body just has a negative health effect to the symptoms or, or to the mold. And... 
an allergenic, obviously it's just an allergy. Many people, um, as you age, you actually develop allergies. Um, I know, you know, in the last few years, I think maybe I have some allergies, but I've never, never thought that before. So keep that in mind too, is, is if you've said, oh, I've never been allergic to, to penicillin, it's never going to happen. That's not true. So the way you treat an allergenic mold, um, is either with antihistamines or shots. So it's no different than having, you know, you're allergic to grass or you're allergic to anything. Um, if you believe, obviously, you have an allergenic mold type present, that's the sim. It's a simple way to to, uh, to deal with those symptoms. Um, the second one, pathogenic. Um, what that is is it is capable of causing an infection or a disease. Um, so. There's many different mold types, and th this is where mold is so complicated. There are many mold types that are classified as allergenic and pathogenic. Okay, both. Um, and a lot of it's, it depends on the subspecies. So there's, there's thousands and thousands of mold types, and then you have subspecies on top of that. So it's a very complex thing. Um, I'm not a microbiologist. Don't care to ever be one, but it, it's a complex thing. So keep that in mind that... One of the things I say very common, and I know we've talked about this in earlier podcasts, is just because a mold isn't toxigenic doesn't mean you can't have negative health effects from it. So, uh, like I've said before, it could be just a simple allergy. So the last one, toxigenic, um, those are molds that create mycotoxins, which can give you negative permanent health effects. Um, toxigenic molds... Um, the mycotoxins that, that, that they do uh, release in the air, it, even a, a toxigenic mold, you and I could be exposed to it and we don't have any negative health effects from it. And then let's just go back to the sixth person in the family. They can be having negative health effects. Um, just because it's toxigenic, just remember, doesn't mean that you're going to see the symptoms. But on the other hand, don't always assume because it's not toxigenic that you're not going to have negative health effects. Okay, that makes sense. So if somebody is feeling like they have mold symptoms, and, and in the last episode, you talked about documentation and keeping a journal, what should that person be bringing to their doctor or asking their doctor? So if you're going to go in to your doctor, and if, if you haven't had a mold expert that you've talked to, you're obviously going to go in there and just say, you know, here's Here's what I think is causing these illnesses. Do you think it's a mold? Um, he's probably going to run blood work and they'll find out. But one thing that most people don't ask their doctors is, could it maybe just be I have an allergy? And if it is an allergy, obviously you're going to go to a specialist and they can do all the tests they do for allergies. But as far as your doctor, you want to make sure that you have a list of everything, you know, when the symptoms started, how long they've been lasting, give him all the information you can. I think we've talked about it in, in previous podcasts, but one of the things, and of course I sound a little biased because I'm a mold guy, but one of the things I think is very important is if you were to actually have your home tested prior to going to the doctor. Um, that way, let's just say it's just an allergy you have there. You don't have toxic mold in the home, but you can at least go to your doctor and say, Hey, these, we have clodosporium in the house. We have penicillium, whatever mold types are there. 
you can say, can you, you know, and it's typically not going to be your GP, it'll be a specialist, but have them test you for those mold types. So I've, I've read articles and watched videos where people who've had mold sickness have said they went to their doctors and their doctors told them, well, no, mold's not an issue. No, it's not mold. Uh, what do you say to, to people who go to their doctor, just like you said, but their doctor sort of poo-poos the whole thing away and says, no, it's not mold? Well, and it, it, it's, I guess to me, it's like a lot of other things in life. If, you know, if you need a lawyer and you have a lawyer that doesn't quite agree with your point of view, you probably have the wrong lawyer. So same thing with the doctor. Um, I've, I've said this before and I'm not trying to be mean towards doctors, but they're not mold specialists. So they're not really, they're not really aware of what mold can do. They don't know anything about the air quality. They don't know any of that stuff. So if you're going to a doctor, and they more or less look at you and go, well, you're just a hypochondriac. You probably should find a new doctor. Now, that doesn't mean you go to a doctor that's going to tell you everything you want to hear. But if if your doctor thinks mold's not an issue, then you're going to the wrong doctor. So just the best way to do it, um, there's not a whole lot of specialists out there. But I know like even in Salt Lake City, there's a specialist. And so you can find and in the Midwest. They're everywhere. Find a doctor that you can pay just to do a consult. You might not be able to go to wherever, Ohio, to see this doc, but you could probably do a, a phone consult, and then they can give you better information versus your GP that's saying, oh, it's nothing. Okay, so definitely get another opinion. Yes. <laughs> and find it, a specialist. It's never bad to obviously get a second opinion on a lot of things, but like I said, if you're dealing with a doctor that doesn't believe mold's an issue, then... Move on. Move on. Okay. So going back to the food issue, because I was just thinking about this. A lot of us were raised by parents who, when there was moldy bread, they would just say, take off the piece that has the mold on and eat the bread. <laughs> What's your take on that? So <clears throat> something we don't, we I haven't touched on a whole lot, but for the most part, mold, obviously it, it's a spore, so it's in the air. Um, you know, some mold types are heavier than others. So like stachybotrys, which is the black mold, it's a heavier, stickier mold. So it, like, it, it's something that's going to be like on your baseboards if you're going to try to test for it. But stuff, uh, like penicillin or penicillium is, that's a lighter mold spore. So is that the green one that you find on yes, bread? Yep. Okay. And so, so as far as the bread, so what you have to, to realize, and it's the same analogy as being in a room and going, well, I don't see any visible mold. Or let's say you see a little spot of visible mold on the baseboard. If that's the only spot you can see it visibly with the naked eye, it's probably, there. it's in a lot more areas. So with bread, your, your piece of bread is obviously in a plastic um, loaf. Um, and so it's in a, I'm not going to say a sealed container, but those spores... There could be a lot more spores than just the green part you picked off. So I guess my point with that is, is don't, once again, if there's mold in, on the bread, throw the whole loaf away because cutting like cheese, just cutting part of it off, is probably not the best way to go. Yeah. Safe, th better to be safe than sorry. Exactly. All right. Perfect. As we wrap up the episode, what is one tip you have for listeners who may be experiencing some serious mold sickness symptoms? So obviously you need to consult with somebody. Um, a mold expert is, is obviously the, a great route to go. Um, obviously my preferred route, probably the first person you should contact. I would contact obviously 
the consultant, see what they have to tell you. They're because they're going to ask you questions. When I do consults, I'm asking tons of questions, and more or less, I that's my CSI investigation where I put all this stuff together and go, okay, well, this started right after you moved to a new place, or this started right after a rainstorm. Um, so the best thing you can do is obviously get a consultant. If you can't do that, go to your doctor, um, and and he'll he or she. Uh, we'll give you recommendations, but going back to the reason we have this podcast, the reason I'm writing books is we need the awareness out there. It's, we can't force doctors to look at someone and go, could it be mold? But I don't think there's enough people out there saying to their doctor, is this mold? Correct. Correct. So definitely seek out the help of a, a mold specialist. And speaking of which, Steve does mold consultation over the phone. So if you're in the USA, even if you're international, you just have to go to cnccontractorservices.com. You can look up and see what's offered. And definitely he does consultations over the phone. On the next episode, we are going to talk about mold testing. So join us for episode number seven. We'll see you later. Prevent toxic mold exposure before it gets in your home. Download Steve's free mold investigation checklist at tinyurl.com forward slash CNC mold checklist. Again, download Steve's free mold investigation checklist at tinyurl.com forward slash CNC mold checklist. <laughs>